Hello, and welcome to the first ever episode of the One Play Sports Podcast. My name is David Hevener, and I will be your host. If you know me, you know that I'm a visual storyteller. I'm usually the person behind the camera capturing pictures or video and then putting them together to help tell a story. Well, as of today, I've decided to embark on a new medium to help other people tell their own stories. Podcasting is a great way to entertain and teach others simultaneously, and that is what I'm trying to do with this podcast. We live in a world today that is very divided because of a bunch of different variables. However, there is still one thing that can bring a ton of people together. That's sports. I witnessed this firsthand when I went down to Washington, D.C. for the Capitol Stanley Cup Parade in June of 2018. That was honestly one of my favorite things that I've done. Honestly, it was a very impulse move to make. Um, It was a 10-hour drive for me from Massachusetts one way. I went by myself and stayed with a friend, but probably was one of my favorite things that I have done, and I definitely would love to do that again. Um, If they do have parades again, kind of given our certain situation... There were a ton of people all over the streets and the metro, because I took the metro into the city. Um, They were all in red cheering with posters for their favorite player or just happy that their team had won. Um, I'm from Boston, so I'm used to seeing parades and championships, seeing a couple of my teams win in the past couple years. But DC hadn't had a sports championship in over 25 years. And the people were ecstatic that the team actually made it out of the second round for the first time probably over 20 years or since the 90s, finally beating the flaunted Pittsburgh Penguins. Ovechkin was finally able to get over the hump and defeat Sidney Crosby and get into the third round, beat Tampa in a wild seven-game series, and then take care of the Golden Knights in five. But honestly, I was very surprised by the Golden Knights, a first-year expansion team, making the cup final. Like, that's honestly unheard of. And yeah, that was that whole series was mind-blowing to me. But getting back to the parade, there's people everywhere clad in the Red Capitals jerseys, just super excited. And it didn't matter that day whether you were Republican or Democrat or whether you what the color of your skin was. Everybody was just happy to have a day off of work and be able to go celebrate their team finally getting over the hump and defeating the DC sports curse. It's really true, though, that sports can bring people together, whether it's a common like for one team or a hatred of another. The sports industry is something that I have always wanted to work in. I fell in love with sports when I started playing Little League Baseball when I was younger and following the Red Sox. Then other sports started to follow after that, after my first love, which was baseball. I am a very passionate sports fan and love to be able to tell stories also. That's why I'm starting this podcast. I want to be able to combine both my love for sports and people and being able to tell stories and having people in the industry being able to help tell those stories. Sports doesn't just involve people like that you see every day up front in the front lines, like the athletes, the coaches, and the front office people. There's everybody from the media. You have the team photographers, videographers. You have the people that run the broadcast cameras and the broadcast crew that are either in the truck or in the studio helping produce broadcasts so you can watch the game from home or wherever you're watching it. You have the team graphic designers, the people that run the team's social media. You have your 
your reporters, your play-by-play and caller announcers, and you have your radio broadcasters as well. And then you even have people on the business side of sports, whether it be in the ticket department, you have people doing corporate partnerships or sponsorships. You have people just all over in the business side. You have people in the PR department as well, and that's kind of going along with the media as well. You have people that work closer to the team, like the equipment managers. Uh, Their job is just as important as everybody else because you have to make sure that your players are getting taken care of and you need to make sure that they have the equipment that they need, whether it be for practice or for games or whatever. Uh, Their job is just as important everybody else and then there are other positions where they work for the organization and they're setting up different events for whether it be within the arena or out in the community where the players can help give back to the community and make a kid's day by going on a shopping spree with them or seeing them in the hospital or doing an event at the arena or wherever the athlete is at. I have some experience being a part of an outreach event and the kids day was absolutely made. There was a giveaway with a bunch of gear um, they got to play on a practice court and I'll share a little bit more about that story later but just the awe in the kids eyes was absolutely unreal and one of my favorite things um, that I got to do for my internship which I'll get into a little bit later. For most sports games or events, there is one defining moment that can change the outcome of the entire game or even the series. Like, for example, in 2004, the Red Sox were down 3 nothing to the Yankees, basically dead in the water. Um, they were down to their final three outs in the bottom of the ninth it, in Game 4 at Fenway. That would have been the most humiliating loss in franchise history losing to their arch rival who they had lost to in the previous year in the 2003 ALCS on a walk-off home run by Aaron Boone. But thankfully, they were able to get, I think it was Kevin Millar drew the walk. And then, of course, Dave Roberts pinched run for him. And we all kind of know how that story goes, especially if you're a sports fan. Um, Dave Roberts, the infamous steal second base. And then Bill Miller was able to hit a double up the middle which got Dave Roberts to the plate to tie the game and then in the I think it was the 12th or the 14th inning David Ortiz hits the walk-off home run to send the Red Sox to game five and then the Red Sox pull off one of the greatest comebacks in sports history by winning four straight games against the Yankees. I was younger at this time but it was still one of the most amazing things that I ever seen. I was super happy to see the Red Sox finally make it to the World Series for the first time I believe since 86 against the Mets and win the first World Series in over 86 years. Um, That was seriously one of my favorite moments from my childhood. And that whole notion of that one play, the infamous steal of second base, that changed the whole outcome of the series. And I feel like there's all somebody always has that one play where or that one moment in their life where they kind of decide all right this is what I want to do this is the career path that's meant for me or this is what I'm supposed to be doing it could be graduating from college or getting a certain job opportunity or an internship or just something that really helps define their career path or just life goals in general 
And I'm going to be interviewing different people from all over the sports world, whether it be in the business side, the media side, the um, an athlete or an equipment manager, and just hear kind of what their one play was and kind of just figure out how they knew that the sports world was what was their calling in life. So throughout this podcast, I'll be interviewing many different people. However, I figured the best way to start off this journey was to tell you guys a little bit about myself and my experience in the sports world and kind of give some advice that I've learned through my little bit in the sports world and through my time at school at Liberty University. I'm originally from Cape Cod, Massachusetts, um, Boston, the city of champions. Sports has always been a big part of my life, whether I've been playing them or just watching them live or even on TV. Ever since I was little, I would always check Sports Center or um, if you're from the New England area, Nessa, and they had a sports show in the morning, I think it was called Sports Desk. I would always, when I was, especially more when I was little, um, check it before going to school, throw it on as I was like eating breakfast and kind of learn what was going on in the world of sports for that day. Um, I've always imagined myself working in the sports industry one day, but I wasn't really sure as to what capacity I would be in. I've always had a love for cameras and ever since I went, to Yellowstone National Park and Glacier National Park with my family on a vacation and I took a bunch of pictures and video and when I got home I decided to learn the iMovie feature or the iMovie program on my mom's MacBook Pro and try to make a little slideshow out of it so we could show people kind of what we saw in the or on the west coast in the national parks. It was something that came pretty easy to me. I've always found that type of stuff pretty easy to me. And it was, I kind of realized that it was a skill of mine pretty quickly. And I felt like it was something that I, and I enjoy doing it very much. So I kind of figured that it would a ho- it was a hobby that I could pursue along with my schoolwork and stuff like that. After pursuing these little slideshows and projects, as I went on into high school, I kind of got more experience with a camera and really, like, I got my first DSLR and really got into photography. It's kind of a hobby that I never really looked back on. When I was deciding what I wanted to major in at college, I picked cinematic arts because I knew that cameras were something that I really enjoyed and I didn't really see myself doing anything else. Nothing else really seemed appealing at the time. During my second semester, I believe it was at college or my first semester of my sophomore year, like I enjoyed what I was doing, but I ended up actually finding a major that was more broad in a sense of what I wanted to learn. Like it wasn't as specific as the cinematic arts department, which was basically feature filmmaking. I found a major in the digital media department and it was basically a lot of the same things that I was learning in the cinematic arts program, uh, video production wise, but then it also had a lot of broadcast components and stuff that I would not have learned in the cinematic arts program. And I'm very glad that I actually did switch majors because once I switched majors I got connected with some students that worked for the sports network otherwise known as LFSN or the Liberty Flames Sports Network. 
I kind of picked up LFSN as a way to earn a little bit of extra cash because we were able to, for most of the games, have a freelance position, whether it be running one of the broadcast cameras or a position in the control room and make a little bit of extra cash um, along the side, which is super nice, obviously, because college you're broke and I enjoyed it what I was doing training at first and then getting put in getting put on some games um but it kind of did take up a lot of my weekend which I didn't mind but I saw a lot of my friends you know just hanging out or going out off campus and doing stuff and I, I didn't really feel like stuck but it was it was a little bit hard on me at first but I enjoyed what I was doing so I kind of just sucked it up and dealt with it and then all of a sudden, one day, it just kind of clicked that this is what I could make a career out of this, whether it be working for professional sports team, creating video content, or even working for a sports network like Fox or ESPN, shooting different content, whether it be in a studio show or games out in different arenas all over the country. From then on, I tried to work as many games as I could and put myself in all kinds of situations to maximize the opportunities that I still had while I was still at Liberty. Because if you know Liberty, you know one thing that they don't, they're not cheap on anything. They have state-of-the-art equipment for pretty much every major that they run. And I figured that if I was gonna learn on state-of-the-art equipment to prepare myself for my future, that would be the best way to be prepared when I got out of college in the post-grad world. And I was trying to find whether it be an internship or eventually a full-time job. And I worked all my way through graduation at LFSN in May of 2019. However, I still was not done with college because for, at least for my major, for our degrees, we have to complete an internship. And I planned on completing one in the summer of 2019. So that way I was able to walk with my class um, in May, thankfully, because if you only have, I think it was six credits or less, they let you walk. So that's what I did because the internship was all I had left to complete my degree. And unfortunately, nothing worked out for me for the summer I had been applying for internships in the spring, whether it be some down in the Lynchburg area or back home with different local sports networks or even applying for positions that were kind of a reach at ESPN in Bristol, Connecticut um, or Fox Sports and just different internships like that. But they either never got back to me or I got told no, which kind of hurt, but I figured that I was going to be able to make money for the summer and work at home and hang out my, with my friends. So I figured that I would just apply for internships over the summer for the fall semester and just be able to complete it then. Well, that was all well and good. And then summer hit and I was applying for internships for the fall. I applied for the same internships that I applied for before. Um, I applied for two internships at ESPN, whether it be a studio internship or a broadcast operations internship. I applied for an internship at NBC Sports Boston. I applied for a internship with multiple professional sports teams. I actually ended up having two interviews with ESPN and one interview with NBC Sports Boston and they both said no which it kind of hurt but I knew that God had a plan for me regardless as to where I was going to end up for my internship.
and it was getting close to late to mid-July and I still didn't have any internships secured for the fall semester which started in I think it was like three or four weeks from that time and I got an email from the senior production coordinator at the Charlotte Hornets saying they wanted to do an interview with me for the internship position in their digital department and I was super happy um did the first phone interview thought it went pretty well um but I still didn't really want to get my my hopes up because they were my only or the only group that was still considering me for an internship and I didn't want to get um, my heart completely broken because it seemed like a dream internship opportunity for me and I didn't want to um, get just get my hopes up and get my heart completely shattered again after what had happened with ESPN and NBC Sports Boston. About two weeks one, or a week and a half went by and then I got another email saying they wanted to do a second phone interview with me which would kind of determine if I got the job or not. Now we're talking like first week of August maybe getting into the second week and then I have the second phone interview. It goes pretty well. I find out two days later that I got the job and from then on my moment my life kind of of change. This was the moment that I knew that the sports world really was for me because when I was at school and working in the sports network, like it was, still wasn't a pipe dream um, of working in the professional sports industry because I thought that I was getting experience with some collegiate sports that yeah, this field was meant for me. But God showing me that it was possible for me to get an internship in an NBA team that's actually close to school uh, was definitely one of the moments when I realized, all right, this is what you're meant to be doing. One of the biggest pieces of advice that I can give for people trying to enter this field or any field really that might seem like a pipe dream, like I didn't have any prior internship experience besides my time at LFSN. And that was one of the things that ESPN told me was we like what you, we see, but we don't see any um, internship experience outside your school. Like you didn't go outside of your comfort zone or maybe not outside, outside of your comfort zone, but you didn't go outside what was known to you and get a internship in town or somewhere else and it only took one group one team or just even one person with enough belief in me to give me my shot at living my dream and that's probably the biggest piece of advice that I can give to you whether you're trying to enter the entertainment industry or the music or whether you want to become a nurse or another medical professional any job that seems like it's far out of reach it only takes one person to believe in you enough to give you that shot it's honestly crazy how I was on the verge of having no internship offers and I got thankfully one of the best internship opportunities in the entire country for the sports video world. The internship itself was an amazing experience as well. It was a four month internship working in Charlotte, North Carolina at the Spectrum Center. I got to experience everything from training camp at UNC Chapel Hill to working every home game during the duration of my internship. And living in Charlotte, it was, it was a beautiful city. It was something that I'd never really done before, truly living on my own. Um, that experience was something that I'm extremely grateful for. And being able just to live in a new part of the country by myself for the first time. I mean, yeah, I went off to college and lived with roommates, but truly like living by myself, having me be like one of the only people that I knew in that city was a great eye-opening experience for me and it definitely helped me grow into the person that I am today. 
But for the in, regarding the internship, like my main responsibilities were to film player and coach interviews before and after games, um, whether it be outside or inside the locker room. And even after practice, we would do um, a couple of interviews and then a practice report. And then I would go back upstairs and produce them, put them up on Hornets.com. However, I also got to produce shoot and produce highlight style videos of different events whether it be a game night or they had a purple and teal scrimmage or um, different events in the community or different events at the arena they had different concerts so I got to be a part of that as well or ironically one of the best things about my internship was the one game that I got to recap and do the social recap for was the game that Malik Monk hit the buzzer beater to stun the Detroit Pistons and it was the last game of a homestand and the crowd went absolutely nuts it was one of their best games all year and I'm super happy that my social recap got to be the one that was on the Hornet social media for that night along with the other great content that our team produced. The internship also taught me a lot about what it means to be a professional and show up to work every day for like a full-time production job. Obviously, I've had jobs in high school back home, but this is really was my first step into seeing what the workforce is like and what the real world, how to function in an office, um, which was super cool. And also just being able to see the inner workings of an NBA team and how it takes so many different departments to put on what you see, whether it be be at a game or on social media or on their website or at a different event outside in the community. It's amazing just to see the inner workings of an NBA team and I'm super grateful for that experience. And there were moments where, or different parts of the internship where I was like, is this real life? Like, did this really just happen to me? For example, I was talking about the Malik Monk game winner, or as I just mentioned, during at the end of that game, I was in the on the floor in the tunnel right by the Detroit Pistons bench where they were exiting to head back to the locker room. And there was a, a little... It was like, not like a hallway, but like a little walkway that was very narrow. And I was just standing in the walkway watching the end of the game and being able to be on the floor for a buzzer beater was incredible. But one of the craziest things that's ever happened to me was I was just standing in the tunnel and then all the players from the Pistons start to walk by me. Obviously they are not happy because they lost on a buzzer beater. And one of the... Pistons, his name is Andre Drummond. If you're a sports fan, you obviously recognize that name. Huge dude. Um, I think he plays center. I think he's on the Cavs now. But regardless, he was there that night for the Pistons and he the dude bare hands his jersey, he grabs it and just rips it in half, probably about six, less than six feet away from me. And honestly, I don't know if I've ever been more terrified in my life seeing that massive of a human rip something with his bare hands right next to me. Obviously, he was not happy. Obviously, I'm fine. I'm still here. But it was just one of the craziest things that's, that's ever happened to me. The four months flew by and then I was back on the job market and that's currently where I am today. We all know what's been going on in the world and how the sports world has kind of been shut down for months on end. But it's great to see that the NBA is back, the NHL is soon to come. Um, I believe MLB opening day is actually today or yesterday or depending on whenever you guys hear this, it was last week. But even if fans can't be in attendance right now, I'm just happy that sports are back because it's a great distraction to have and just sports are great in general. 
by doing this podcast, I'm not claiming to be a professional. I'm not claiming to know everything about the sports world or even video production. I just want to have a platform where I can help other people tell their stories about the sports world and hopefully give others and myself advice along the way. Um, I want to be able to have a platform where, you know, people, whether it be students or just people that are on the job market looking for a new field to kind of have advice from people that are actually in the sports world. Well, that's all for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thanks for sticking through it with me. I'm super excited to get on this journey with you guys. It's going to be a lot of fun. Be sure to follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter for the latest updates. It's One Play Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. And we also are on Facebook. And then if you want to follow me to see what I'm up to, follow dhevs116 on Instagram and dhevs153 on Twitter. Be sure to tune in next week when I have my first guest on the podcast. I'm super excited about this one. He's a former college pitcher and was a fellow intern with me down in Charlotte on the business side of sports. I'm super excited for you guys to hear his story. See you all next time. Woo!